Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey friends, this is Blaze. Welcome back to Full Spectrum Feeling. So I've been talking a lot recently about busyness and our desire to have achievement and how being busy and having more things is good. But today I want to talk about the side of that, which is on learning being busy and what the actual experience can be like when you attempt to stop achieving and the sheer like dread that I experience when I make that decision. So I'm currently in a phase of making that decision that I'm going to not achieve. I don't want to achieve as much. And just saying that, like, I feel bad, <laughs> like I'm a bad person. Why would I not want to achieve and be good like that? So there's this confrontation that we come up against, like with something so simple as just going, what if I wanted to take a nap today? That's actually doing a thing, but we don't generally have warm fuzzies for taking naps. It's like something that we think that people who have achieved more than us are allowed to do, but not us. <laughs> like, gosh, we're so lazy. Why would we rest? Gosh, resting is bad. So to make a conscious decision that I want more space for rest, more space for just quiet and not doing I run into these feelings of resistance, like maybe I should not do that or maybe not do it for very long. And I can't even think of it as a not doing. I have to think of it as a doing something. I can't do that. I can't do resting for very long because there's so many other things that I should be doing. It's hilarious, really, and very sad for us as a species because <laughs> I look at nature and you know, even dragonflies, like they'll just sit in the sun. I mean, they've got to eat a gazillion mosquitoes a day to like just stay alive. And they're still totally okay hanging out for 15, 20, 30 minutes. Like they don't live a long time. That's a huge percentage of their life. Just hanging out in the sunshine because it's nice. Hopping from plant to plant and just staring at things. And we don't afford ourselves the same luxury as a dragonfly or, you know, any, any creature out there. I know a lot of them, like they appear or we have stories about them that they're out there toiling constantly. They're always, you know, searching for food and eating. I'm like, you know what? A life where I'm just like searching for food and eating sounds pretty nice sometimes. <laughs> just going to raid my pantry, sit outside, and eat some stuff in a sunbeam, and then maybe scurry on over to the freezer, grab something else and eat it. Like, that sounds so nice. But there's also, like I say it in a joking way, because I have that sense about it. Like it's a joke if I did that. Like that's probably not the best expenditure of my time. And I wonder where the heck did we learn this? That we need to always be spending our time well, and it's about spending it. Like, yeah, we we understand like we're mortal, we'll die. We only have so much time to live. But if we spend the whole time thinking of every single thing we do as some kind of work 
or something that needs to lead to some other outcome later, I really feel like we're missing out on just enjoyable moments, like being in a body, living this life is so cool. Like it's amazing being able to enjoy sitting out in a sunbeam. If you get to do that, like that is delicious. How awesome that you can do that. Or on the other hand, like if it's a rainy cold day or whatever, and you're inside and you get to snuggle inside of a nice warm blanket, maybe there's a cat or a dog and you're all snuggled up and it's nice. That is some of the most rewarding, again, delicious experiences that you can have as a human being. And that's important and it's good. And we should be doing that a lot. I mean, I guess there's a balance to be struck where we do need to do things. We couldn't just do that all day, but truly, I don't know anyone who after a few hours of sitting in a sunbeam or snuggling with a cat or whatever, doesn't automatically just want to get up, move around and do something else even if it's just get up to go use the bathroom or something like you're not actually locked into this um, trap of, Oh no, if I enjoy myself too much, I'll never stop. So what <laughs> have you ever tried it? Probably not because we actually do. We get bored and we want to go do something else. And that's also fine. It's like a rewilding process, learning how not to be busy and I like thinking of it that way because it does make it feel like more of an adventure instead of just going, I'm going to learn to be a lazy bum or I'm trying to unlearn being a workaholic or whatever it is where I need to have even things like I took a shower and brushed my teeth on my list so that I feel like I have more things to cross off, which, you know, not going to lie. I do that sometimes because I like achievement. I like to check those boxes. But if I decide that this is a rewilding process where I'm learning how to be a wild human that doesn't have all of these obligations and weird concepts about what I need to be or do or have or express. What do I actually naturally gravitate to? What might I do and be curious about that? I have a lot of tactile desires. I like to touch things. I love the feel of my sheets and I love the smell of clean sheets and just stuff like that. I love to go outside and go, Ooh, do I smell grass? Is it a different flower that's in bloom? Is it the leaves? Is it the dirt? Like, what do I smell? I love that. I like the texture of my feet on rocks and to see like, Oh, are they warm in the sun? Are they cool in the shade? Like what's going on there? What can I squish between my toes? I like that stuff. And part of me really craves it. And it's almost as though we deny ourselves that because we're trying to be more civilized or we think it's beneath us. Like kids can do that, but not adults. So who says for real, who says like we get to decide that I want to have a lot more nature and just touching nature in my life. One of my biggest joys in my thirties was when we made these amazing garden boxes. My husband made raised garden beds and we made 900 square feet of raised garden beds. And we planted amazing food in those gardens. And to be out there taking care of the garden for me was a pleasure. 
it started out like as like a joyful experiment, like, yay, we could grow food. And then it was like, oh my God, there's a lot that we have to do. Like you have to take care of these plants and water them and make sure that the frost doesn't kill them. And you've got to like weed them and make sure that the woodchuck hasn't come and eaten everything. Cause he, you just catch them out there standing in your garden, like what? Pretending to be a stick. And then like the little mouth would chew and eat something. And then he'd slowly duck down. Like it was actually really entertaining. There was something that felt really good and like belonging would be the word I would use about having that garden and being in it every day. Because to me, it became a part of my day. It was an everyday experience. It required slowing down. It required being present. And there was getting to know your plants and you know, then you get to eat the plants or the flowers or whatever it is that they were making. And then getting to know the wildlife that would be out there with you while you were taking care of the plants. We had like a big flock of turkeys, sometimes up to 14 of them that would come through and they would like debug the garden for us. They did not eat our plants. These wild turkeys would come through and they would eat the grubs and they would eat all the nasties that were bothering our garden. And it was wonderful to get to know them and have them get to know us as part of a landscape, as part of a living ecosystem that felt really good to be barefoot out there, just pulling weeds and hanging out or watering that and have the little turkeys like they'd come up and they'd be, you know, gardening also in the garden on the other side. So cool. So cool. And that requires, you know, one having time, right? So you might look at it right now, if you're very busy and be like, oh, well, that's a luxury of time, of expense that I can't afford. And I get that. I get that because it's, it's a story, not even a story, it's a truth, right? Like that I, that I think to myself now where I'm like, oh God, it'd be expensive to set up that garden again. And it would take so much time. Do I have that time? What I'm coming to realize is I have time for a lot of bullshit achievements that ultimately, if I look back on my life, if I was on my deathbed, I wouldn't be like, wow, like, I'm really glad that, I don't know, like, I I read all the popular science magazines, like, I don't, I don't know, like, why is that on my list? And not spending time in my garden with animals and family. I want that more. So I'm starting to look at it as I'm learning to rewild, learning to get less busy and slow down, that I can look at it as values of myself, things that I really will appreciate and I appreciate now, but I would appreciate more later and allowing myself to appreciate them now. Like, will I, when I'm a hundred, look back and go, gosh, I really wish I watched more TV shows. Or will I go, geez, you know what I really enjoyed about life was being able to garden and having this beautiful thing. And if that's true, I don't just get that. I have to make the choice. And making the choice means making time. It means choosing my time and not filling it up with dozens of things that ultimately don't really matter that much, or at least they don't matter that much to me and allowing that other people can make different choices. I mean, honestly, fill your time up however you want. Have a blast. Enjoy yourself. Please enjoy yourself. I will enjoy myself more doing slow things. That is something I'm learning about myself is that I like quiet and I like slow. I like a nice, slow, steady pace. I don't want to rush. I actually get really angry when I feel rushed. 
And my anger is telling me something. Like if I am angry about having to go fast, it's because I want and need to go slow. And I don't need to judge myself for that. That's just, you know, feedback, right? So I can look at that and go, oh, I, I want and need to slow down. Okay. How do I do that? And maybe it'll be a little bit bumpy or uncomfortable at first, but man, I want to go into old age. Like I want my seventies, eighties, nineties. Please let me have them at a pace where I get to walk out in the morning and enjoy a garden that I have spent years in. Honestly, like there's something about that too, about a relationship that you build with a place over time. For me, I love that. I want to have that relationship. I want to start building it now. I want to build it up over the years. I want to enjoy that and have that slow pace. I want to sit outside in my garden, eating food I grew with my friends, laughing and staring at a fire because it's pretty. Because it's pretty. (laughs) It's pretty and it's fun and I like it and it's warm and it's loving. Yeah, those are things that I want. And those are things I'm willing to invest in monetarily with my time, with my attention. And they don't just happen. I guess that's what I'm realizing is things like that do not just happen, but busyness can just happen. Being unbusy actually takes effort. It takes conscious, deliberate choice. And being busy for me is mindless. And that can just happen without me doing anything. Just stuff will come up and there will be things to do. I have to make a choice to slow down. I have to make a choice to be less busy. I have to go, do I really need to take five classes or would just one be okay? Because I do like taking classes. It's not that I want to get rid of that, but I'm realizing, God, I've accumulated a bunch and they're all still alive and I could just keep paying for them indefinitely, but am I really doing all of them? Or could I really get a lot of enjoyment and depth out of just one? And the truth is for me, the depth and the enjoyment often comes from just one. And I like to repeat things. I will tell you about that. I am okay watching the same movie two, three, four, five times, not necessarily all in a row, but over the years, I have books that I love that are like old friends. And I will come back and be like, Oh, I really would like to read that again. And I don't hold on to them. I don't know if that's like a lacking in my memory or what, because I feel like I have a really good memory for actual lived experiences of my own. But when I'm consuming a book or watching a movie or whatever, I really enjoy it as I'm going through and I'll have a general recollection of the concepts that were important to me and the feelings that were important, but I don't remember the names of the characters, the actual plot, all that crap. So I actually can get enjoyment from that and go back and go, I really enjoyed that book. I wonder why and read it again and go, ah, now I know why. Cool. Um, that's not for everyone, but that's okay. Cause I'm learning who I am. And I wanted to put that out there for you too, is you're always learning who you are be it when you're young and you're a kid and you're twenties and you're sixties, like it doesn't matter. I'm in my forties and I'm still really coming to know who I am and learning to like that person and to just respect myself more. Gosh, it's nice. And so I'm going to leave it on that note and say, my friends, I hope that you are getting to know who you are and getting to like that person that you are and giving yourself 
the respect and appreciation that you so just automatically deserve and that you need to be able to just embrace yourself, your true self, what you actually really want. And if what you really want is to unburden yourself of being so busy with things that you don't really like, so you can be maybe, I don't want to say busy, but like filled, filled up by the things that you love. Amen. Let's do that. Have yourselves a marvelous week. Sending you all a big, huge hug. I'm slowing it down and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.